the James Suckling Podcast. Wine ratings, reports, interviews and more. Hey James. How are you guys? Good, and you? Great. How's the um, harvest shaping up? Um, we actually, it's good. The harvest looks well. And we have had a little bit of drought, so we are hoping, crossing our fingers, to get some water. Like right now, it should be this week, next week, should be great. That will help us to continue the ripening till October. And uh, if, we, if it happens like that, well, it will be a great vintage. Um, I actually tasted uh, all your wines last okay. week, but we forbanned them. And um, I really enjoyed them. I thought they really had beautiful balance this year. Um, tell me about your thoughts about 2018 uh, in Rioja and your area in general. 18 vintage is... It's a cold vintage. It's a vintage that we... We had a lot of rains in during winter. Um, we had a, a few, I mean, during the springtime, we have a few showers. Um, we suffer a little bit of mildew, but uh, nothing crazy. Uh, and then we, we got a warm summer. So that helped a little bit to keep ripening the, to help us to, to get to a good ripening of the grapes. And then it was also a slightly cold September. So from there that we get all these uh, fresh, elegant, uh, red fruit aromas that, uh, with a great balance and uh, a lot of tension. Yeah, the wines have this uh, nice balance to it. And they really, uh, the tannins are very in line and there's a nice harmony. Um, do you think that they'll uh, age very well, the 18s? Because in a way you taste it, it's like, wow, this is so good now. <laughs> well, for, first, uh, for us, a wine that ages needs to be drinkable when it's young. That's yeah, really our idea. But uh, yes, I think like um, probably we don't, I mean, yeah, I mean, yes, they will age because uh, that um, the tannins are ripened, the wines are great, they have a slightly long, uh, higher acidity. So yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure they will, uh, they will age. What vintage would you compare 18 to, like recent vintages then? In a sort of way, but with a better balance, 2008. 2008, okay. But and more re- How would you compare it to, say, 16 or 15? Well, see, uh, 15 was a warm vintage. Yeah, some uh, richer and... Yeah, mm. Richer, more ripe, like riper. Um, yeah, more on the black fruit aromas. Is more like in that sweetness of ripened vintages, pretty much. I would I would compare 15 with 19, for example, uh, and then 16. The difference with the 16 is it was a warm year, but the the what vintage 16 had was a super high yields, so that created that cold style is a, like colder style vintage, but actually it was a warm vintage, but then it was a super high productive year, so. We we end up harvesting quite late, but at the same time we were we had all that um, fresh ripened aromas, uh, fresh aromas because it, it took longer to, to get to ripening because of that excess of harvest or production. Because I had a feeling of that 16s also 
the tannins were a little bit more aggressive. Like you could see the tannins more in 16 than, than, um, 18s. These are, I almost, I, these are so balanced. Uh, you know, some of the most balanced wines I've seen from you guys ever. Well, thank you. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, No. Sometimes, you know, yeah. Is that something, do you think also in the winemaking that you were just trying to be a little bit more, um, like lighter hands and, you know, than in the past? We are. So we are especially reducing our aging in barrels. And we, we want to, to be, I mean, what we are doing is we like to, how to, we like to age our, uh, our grapes, uh, our wines in barrel until uh, malolactic happens. Be uh, right after malolactic, we wrap them out of the, of the tanks, of the barrels. Because we love how blood uh, or the barrels, the aromas on the barrels get integrated into the wine before malolactic. And we feel that uh, right after malolactic, it's where all these building up with the aromas and all these uh, tannins. Wood tannins are, into, are really start being present on the wine. So mm-hmm. right after the malolactic happens, we, we, we rack them out of the barrels and uh, we keep them on a stainless steel tank for almost a year. Oh my God. So, so you're not aging them at, like, when would that be normally? When do you, when do you finish Malo? Depending on the, on the uh, single, on the vineyards and uh, on the vintages, but mm-hmm. between six and nine months. So, okay. So, yeah. So you don't inoculate it's It's natural yeah. Malo. So we do natural juice, uh, ferment, uh, natural Malo. So what, what it happens is because we, and, Normally, end of October, from, from in November. Normally, fermentations mm-hmm. end in November. So, uh, we rack them into the barrels directly. And um, because it's cold enough, the temperatures drops quite easily. And we don't let the, the bacteria to start fermenting the, doing the malolactic. We, we add a little bit of sulfate, but uh, like three milligrams. And um, we hold them with that, uh, with that low uh, sulfate until springtime. It's just when the temperatures starts going up and the wine goes up also with, with the, on temperature and uh, suddenly this happens. We never know when it will happen, but uh, it's always between May and July, let's say. That's, that's normally what it happens. When, when did you start? Uh, I can't remember. I was there with, uh, I was there at the winery about three years ago. No, let's see, two years ago. Yes. Like it seems like forever since I haven't traveled for <laughs> 18 months. But anyway, it's, it's not that long ago. And, um, I can't remember if, if, uh, you guys were saying already that that was the policy you were doing was just after yes. Malo. We started with this change in, two, in 2016 vintage. Okay. So then I we didn't have it all the time, so it took us a little bit longer. So Malo finished it, and we had to wait a little bit longer on on the barrels. But um, it's already since sixteen that we start changing this uh, process and uh, being being more respectful with the wine, be, trying to preserve more those primary aromas, and uh, yeah, and also like trying to to uh, when we I mean when we decide to write them out of the skins. It's also one point which is important. I'm trying to be more like fluid and more easy drinking and um, having that uh, approachability that it's 
it's something that um, I, I think like it's it's a market, but it's everybody's taste that is changing. And uh, no, but I'm, honestly, I laughed because I remember like, do you remember your wines ten years ago? Like you would taste them, you're like, you know, when is this going to be? And it wasn't; they weren't big, huge, but but they were very tannic. Now yeah. and now you taste your wines. It's like if you want to make comparisons, it's like you know uh, Burgundy. Now it's really you know just fresh and really fine tannins and and like really grape tannins and and you can see the differences in all the different crews and I think that that's really exciting. But it's also because it's the way to to let the vineyards express themselves. If we if we if we overextract, if we if we get super tonic wines, then all of the I mean you you standardize a little bit the the different soils. Totally. So it's a it's a process of learning and knowing how to let these guys or the vines to express themselves. So because also, but now it seems like ages ago. But when Spain, not necessarily you, but a lot of people, it's so interesting what you say. Like standardize their wines through like two hundred percent new wood over extraction, picking late, just about everything to mask the real quality of the vineyards. Yeah. But but it was also because we had in mind that wines were produced to be able to age, and. Um, Everybody has taught us that uh, tannins are preservants and we need to get a really good structure in order to be able to age. So, but because we wanted the wines to be able to age and we didn't realize that even without that super extracting that, uh, wines are capable of aging. It's, I always say that um, for me, a capacity of aging is it's a matter of balance, not a matter of quantity. And yes. um, balance, if you find the balance on the wine, the wine will age. Totally. And so uh, back to 18, is there any wine that you're particular? I have all, uh, most of the wines here um, in, in a glass, but is there anything that you were particularly proud of this year? Of course, the Pisson was um, fantastic, but are there other wines that you thought really s- stood out in 18? I like yeah, La Posa. La Posa, I re- let me see, I think... Yeah, La Posa had this sort of dusty tannin to it, like in a good sense. It was different, very different than the other wines yeah. with that that quality of tannins. We are, I mean, proud though. Probably we are proud of the beer. It's a beer that behaves super well on cold vintages. So La, La Posa, it's a beer that it's facing west. So it's a super deep uh, lime soils with a... A good amount of um, a good amount of uh, sand, so the roots are capable of uh, getting deeper, deep on the soils. There is a lot of water reserve, and it's uh, and it's west exposure, so it's really right. It's a really ripen uh, vineyard. So mm-hmm. how how La Poza developed from a slightly colder vintage, and how how we the, that vineyard is capable of getting that balance on colder vin- uh, vintages because. They get already the ripening because of the west exposure. It's I love the balance of La Posa in, in this kind of vintages. And what did you think of um, of, San, of San Lazaro? San Lazaro. San Lazaro. Yeah, uh, San Lazaro. San Lazaro. It's um, 
Well, San Lázaro, it's a, it's a vineyard that it's, it's one of our sandiest uh, soils that we have. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a vineyard that has, we are right on top of a, an old lake that used to be in, in that area. And mm-hmm. so even though we have limes, limes on the, on the surface, on the first 40, 50 centimeters, as soon as we get deeper, it's hundred percent, right. almost hundred percent sand, so, sandy soil. Ah, um, okay. Yeah, it's we get down to it's a one point five meters deeper soils, and um, yeah, from fifty centimeters and down, we get ninety percent of sandy soil. So, so a super sandy soil that uh, creates a lot of elegancy, silkiness, uh, velvety. The tannins are super smooth, elegant. Totally. That's what I, I said, the superb tannin background, subtle yeah. and thought-provoking fruit. I really uh, <laughs> thought that was, and maybe it's just in this vintage, but uh, I really thought that that was exceptional. Of course, I liked Posa and uh, Caratil. How about um, Valdinas? That was actually really uh, well done. For the vintage, Valdejinas. I mean, I think what is happening with Valdejinas is 19 and 20 are great, also. Uh, the vines are getting older, <laughs> and, <laughs> and it's our youngest single vineyard. So, I think year after year, mm. you, you see that uh, those vines are getting in a better balance, the, 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 the vines are settled, settling down. And you start feeling that uh, there is more concentration, m- more complexity, not more concentration. Totally. Uh, the tannins are getting better balanced, get a better full, full uh, ripening of the of the of the tannins. And then, yeah, Balahines is a yeah. it's a great wine. Also, I think that it you're, it um, it works very well with your winemaking methodology too, where you're getting lots of primary fruit. You know, you, it re, it's like just biting, you know, eating grapes, like off yeah. the vine. <laughs> and it's also because um, it's it's quite uh, uh, calcareous. So okay. Limestone, the, yeah. uh, around one meter of deepness, we find like a lot of calcareous. Uh, and, and you get that uh, silkiness, you get that uh, super fresh aromas. And yeah, our winemaking process, that as you said, probably is trying to reinforce the fruit aspect. So, Valdejines, uh, that it is. Also, Valdejines has always been a quite productive vineyard. And liter by liter, and these high yields are, low, are getting lower. And so, we get a more balance and a, a better quality of those grapes. And how are you finding the system? With um, using, you know, you have village wines and do, do you like that? We are trying to do what everybody does, except in Rioja. <laughs> it's, it's like, yeah. I don't know, I like to compare Rome, Bali, but uh, you, when you go to Northern Rome and you get, uh, you start like Corroti, Cornas, Fermitas, yeah. they are doing villages and then some of them are doing single vineyards. So, yeah. And uh, we can go to many different, I mean, in Italy, in, in Piemonte, in, with Barolos and, and Barbarescos, they are doing the same. They do Barolos totally. and they do uh, single vineyards. So I think that this is what everybody's trying to do. And we feel so comfortable of trying to express 
what we have in this village, which is La Guardia in our villages, La Guardia and El Villar, yeah. trying to express that and then trying to find also those unique areas or plots that uh, create different ones. So you see the differences as well. And if you've been to the vineyards, you can see, like you said, San Lazaro is a flat vineyard. It's hotter, but still has its own character. Pison is much more like linear, um, structured blue fruits. You know, everything has, uh, you know, different qualities or um, personalities. And that's really based on the unique uh, terroir and the unique place where the grapes come from, which is really exciting. Listen, before I head off, one other thing was, I yes. really thought that um, your uh, Garnacha from uh, Navarra was really... Oh, uh, that, yeah, that's really... Contact with 18, it's amazing. Isn't it? I'm like, hold... Because I was just tasting it blind and I didn't look at the appellation. <laughs> and I go, hold on, that's their wine from Navarra. <laughs> that was nuts. It's 18, I don't know... Why. It's hard even for us to understand what happened, but um, there's, there's have, we have never been able to produce that quality ever in Navarra. It's yeah. so, so elegant, it's, it's beautiful, it has complexity, but it has, it's Grenache, so it's super easy to drink. And uh, yeah, I mean, I know that was a, that's probably the biggest surprise for us. Not on quality, because for sure, Pison and other wines are better, but... Um, but uh, being Santa Cruz, it's amazing. Just the purity and this the is, finish. I'm tasting it now. Yeah, that is really something. Yeah. So well, is. well done on that. I hope you can keep that going. And, and how much does the wine sell for? It's very good price, no? Uh, retail price, well, in in, in yeah, Spain, around forty-five. Forty-five, yes. Forty-five. Okay. And how old are the um are the gar, 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 garnacha vines? <laughs> we don't really know. Uh, <laughs> This is maybe the oldest. Yeah, probably it's one of our oldest vineyards. And uh, this was owned by um, an old couple that uh, suddenly they passed away a while ago. But they passed; they were ninety over ninety years old when they passed away. And uh, they were saying that uh, they had been this couple had all his life been working on that vineyard, and they were saying wow. that they, when they were young, those vines were already old. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, oh at the same God. time. At the same time, they they have uh, they have American rooster. So I guess Whoa, we always get that we're planting, planting between yeah. 1910 and 1915. Yeah, yes, came came around that time to Navarra. Let's yeah. say that they were planted right after that. So 1910, 1915, it's when these vineyards were planted. Wow. Yeah. So well, about hundred years. It's an amazing. It's a wonderful wine. And really, when you taste it, you just want to drink it. Yeah, that's just, that's so. Internet, I mean, yeah, you're just sort of thinking about it. And that's yeah. you, you don't need to. Yeah, that's it. It's great. It's complex, but you don't need to think how complex it is. You just want to yeah. drink it. Yeah. <laughs> right now. Okay, listen. Yeah. I got to head off. But uh, yeah. thank you so much. It was good to catch up. But I'm um, semi best to your uh, parents and your sister and. Um, look forward to see you soon and uh, yeah, good luck with the good luck with the uh, harvest. Thank you.